our cars will break down. And when they do, the repair bill can be devastating. Not anymore. You need Protect My Car. Whether it's a car, truck, or SUV, you can stop paying expensive repair bills. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now to see if you could qualify. Just tell us the make and model and get an instant quote right over the phone and get coverage today. For cars between 2008 and newer, expensive repairs for the engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now before your next repair bill hits. For total protection of your car, truck, or SUV, and less repair bills, plus free oil changes, free tire rotations, and free roadside assistance. Just call 800-392-8795 now. Protect your car and your wallet. Call 800-392-8795. Paid for by Protect My Car. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Good evening, Detroit Lakes. This is the Vikings Territory Breakdown on KDLM Sports Radio. I am your host, uh, Joe Johnson, owner of the UFDA Sports Network, which is comprised of multiple different sports websites like Vikings Territory dot com, purpleptsd.com, franchisetag.com, so on and so forth. But this show primarily or basically uh, solely focuses on the Minnesota Vikings, and it's been quite the week for the team, for news regarding the team, for hype surrounding the team. I can't remember a time um, really, uh, uh, since I started covering, uh, the Vikings, uh, first as a hobby and then as a living, um, in 2015, that the hype train <laughs> got started this early in the off season, but, uh, it's pretty, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting and fun to, to behold. I, uh, am joined, as always, by Mr. Joe Oberly, who has covered the Vikings for uh, a lot longer than I have, and uh, and so maybe I mean, do you recall? Uh, first of all, how you doing? And second of all, do you recall a time where people were this jazzed this early in in the off season? Um, I'm doing fine, thank you. I, uh, you know, you know me. I've always been kind of crotchety about uh preseason you know this is when all the hope is sold and when everybody gets fired up and everybody team everybody's team is great and and the hype does raise to a new level but th- th- this uh took it even even higher you know i just before we got on the air here i text was texted with my son and i said i have big news about hunter and and richardson he says he goes yeah now we're gonna have a uh just tell him tell him that it's great news it's uh uh now they have a, a defensive line that's for real. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I thought was kind of funny. So, um, it, it you know, people are excited. And you, you and I have talked about this because the linchpin was, was Hunter. They had to get him yeah. in here for, for everything they did in the offseason on the defense. And it was a lot. It feels like 2014 all over again when Zimmer was trying to rebuild that defense. And for everything that was done, this was this is the key that a uh, hunter's healthy and b that uh, they can get him in and get him happy and it looks like they've you know put a pin in it to 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 renegotiate it next year and see if he is healthy which I really like I, I as much as uh, you know uh, it's it's great to get him in there's still some question marks there you and I have talked about you know it's like it, it's a neck injury and until he's out there and hitting and uh, will he know that a Kenny hold up B uh, will he be gun shy C you know will he be Daniel of old so um, I think it's great that the, the the way the Timberwolves Timberwolves geez the way the Vikings handled it and yeah. uh, uh, you know made sure they did a, a, a Vikings good deal and one that that uh, Daniel was was willing to sign it really worked out I mean the way that I kept framing it um when whenever it would come up as as a topic in the agenda was that essentially every variable for this situation was bad 
Um, you know, the, the, <laughs> the fact that he was injured, the, the fact that pre-injury he was on track to be the highest paid defensive player in the league and that he probably wanted that money more now than ever, knowing that he could be, you know, one snap away from, you know, his career ending. And so it really, the way that they turned it into uh, something where they can cover all their bases and not, you know, and I, this sounds really awful to say because it sounds like I'm dehumanizing somebody and and looking at it from the perspective of what benefits the team financially uh, especially considering it's a neck injury, but they yeah, you kept... said one snap away when I thought of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, from the perspective of uh, you know, uh, not t- tethering themselves to somebody whose career could end, and then they end up pay- owing them all this money for you know the next five years or something. Right, right. Um, it, it it really uh, ended up working out well for everybody involved. And then you throw the Sheldon Richardson signing into it, which I don't think anybody saw coming. Right. Um, you know, and, and and I know that they always one of the 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 tropes or things that people always say about Zimmer um, is he loves uh, having a fresh rotation on, on his defensive line, mm-hmm. right? And he likes to bring guys in and out and keep them fresh and. And bringing Sheldon Richardson back, who was here a couple seasons ago, I think helps because he has knowledge of the defense. Um, I still am a little uh, head scratcher. I'm scratching my head just a little bit in in regards to the fact that they would invest uh, the the little bit of cap money that they have left in Richardson as opposed to maybe looking for a veteran right edge but maybe that's there's more news to come or something i yeah. don't know but i feel like that's the one sort of weakness left on on the defense if you want to call it that well you you you, you nailed it i mean it, it, i don't think anybody saw it coming all of a sudden i saw that he was uh suddenly available from Cleveland who thought they made a pretty decent offer to him and he turned it down and then all of a sudden he's a free agent and boom the vikings are after him and he wants to come back I, I i find that whole thing surprising for sure and and head scratching it really is i i i don't know a why he wants to come back here if so why did he leave in the first place maybe i, I suppose money was tight when he left here the first time so he wanted to go out and get a bigger contract but um you know and, and i read somewhere he was one of the the top guys available that that had played all 16 games last year 17 i guess for for, for cleveland so he was He's been healthy, and that that of course scares me. You know, like he is he overdue <laughs> for an injury. But uh, it, it's it really came out of nowhere, surprised me, and I think it's good. It's amazing to think that he's a backup. I know. And you know, does this does this then make uh, the other interior lineman uh, act like uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and want to sit out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just it, it it's amazing. But you know, it sounds like Richardson's all you know ready to be a. Uh, a backup or you know a platoon guy and and get in there when his opportunity comes and it's listening to Zimmerman Zimmer talk about it is uh he wants to use all their skills in the, and there are a variety of skills in 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 that group there uh, and keep them fresh and, and and use them in different situations so it, it could be really fun for Zimmer to to try to to game plan with these these guys and Boy, we went from zero to a hundred in, in, in uh, pretty short order here, didn't we, on the defensive line? Yeah, and I mean the way you're right. I mean it, it kind of harkens back to the uh, Saints playoff game where Zimmer uh, put the edge guys on the inside and the defensive uh, tackles on the outside, and it kind of blocked. Drew Brees is throwing lanes because he's not the tallest Good guy, point. and I've I've seen some inklings of people saying that maybe they'll use Richardson um, uh, on the edge, the 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 right edge, uh, mm-hmm. as, uh, in some um, uh, you know pass rushing uh, downs or or, or uh, situations, um, but yeah, I mean it's just really been 
something where sometimes, you know, uh, because Purple PTSD and Vikings Territory just underwent this new uh, overhaul, like the theme is different and it's a lot faster and more streamlined. And sometimes when I click on a story that I find when I'm testing like through Google News and then I click back, it doesn't go back to Google News. It'll go to like see more stories and sometimes the stories are like two years old and when i saw the sheldon richardson thing that's what i thought it was <laughs> i was like that can't be, that's not real news that must be oh, from back funny. in 2018 you, um, you went in the way back machine yes <laughs> pretty uh, pretty much um but it's it is a little exciting i mean there there's an article on our site from uh, one of our franchise-tagged uh, writers who also writes for the Viking sites from time to time, and he essentially said that the Vikings suddenly are Super Bowl contenders. I mean, I can, I can see where their people are coming from on paper. I mean, you know, you yeah. look at you look at it, and and it's it. You know, Zimmer came out this week and and essentially said that it's a completely different defense uh, this season, which I mean, for the most part. It is, you know, with the combination of, of the injuries that they had last year. I mean, they didn't even really technically have a real nose tackle last year. Mm-hmm. They're going to have these two just massive guys clogging up the middle of, of the line. They're going to have Barr back. They're going to have Kendrick, uh, Kendrick's back. Um, and it, so it, it is exciting. I mean, a little bit of it, you know, is I, I still worry a little bit about the fact that they got rid of Mike Hughes for no reason, and they they are thin in regards to depth at the cornerback position. I know they they signed a couple guys who no one's ever heard of, who may you know be special teams guys or contribute if uh, there's a catastrophe. But I guess we have to hope that Patrick Peterson really holds out and that. Mm-hmm. that Dantzler doesn't get injured and continues to to progress, uh, but the defense is night and day going to be different. And you know it's going to go from what was it, like 27th last season. It should you know get back up to like a, a top 10 unit uh, like like we're used to. Um, if so, they can coalesce and and really you know pick up everything Zimmer's laying down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the that's part of it, you know, and and it's it got just it. It, it really that Gladney thing is is just uh, is yeah. just is is rough. But I know like you, I know what your answer is going to be. You kind of alluded to it already. But I mean, in regards to Super Bowl uh, aspirations, I mean, <laughs> uh, I would say at this point they should be the favorites to win the division. Uh, just with all the stuff going on with Aaron Rodgers, who knows what's going on. And how that's gonna play out? Uh, the one thing that I just don't understand that that would negate all the positive news, in my opinion, is that these articles about Dakota Dozier being uh, a, a starting left guard during the season. There, I that first of all, I would bet everything that I own that that will not happen. And, mm-hmm. and there's absolutely no reason for it. He he graded out on on PFF at 30 or below like 40% of the time last year. You don't draft a guy like Wyatt Davis uh or bring in even uh the 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 trade they they made for um Mason Cole and then you you stick with Dakota Dozier who was atrocious. I don't know I don't understand where that's coming from. Um but if that were to happen, that would be a gigantic issue. Um, you know, he maybe he to start the season to get some of these guys up to speed. I know Zimmer came out and said that Wyatt Davis needs to lose five pounds, which why even bring that up in a press conference? He could do that in like literally two days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I think uh, to your How point, how come I can't? Wait, never mind. You know, I, 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 I've gained five pounds since the show started. Um, <laughs> um, to your point of the the defense gelling, though, I think it's the same with the offensive line. And so I think the best way to sum up these Super Bowl uh, sort of hype articles is there's a lot of 
variables that need to get up to speed very quickly for that to happen. And if history is any indicator uh, in Minnesota, that's probably not going to happen. But it's fun to think about. Well, that's that's good. We've got the consensus there, and it's nice to hear that you're not uh, you're not ringing the bell on that hype train for the Super Bowl yet. Um, a, it's just silly to talk about because there's. I mean, even if they were on paper the best team, you know, so much so much can happen during the season with injuries yep. and everything else. So it's silly to even say anybody is, you know, the number one guy unless we want more clicks for some reason from Vikings fans. But uh, I, I do think they're back on schedule of their on again off again you know whatever <laughs> you know to make the playoffs if if they don't make the playoffs this year that would be really disappointing cuz yeah um they weren't that far away like they, they ended up you know having a terrible season but they were kind of in the ball game till very late so i i think they've made like i said you know way zimmer came in in 2014 and took the worst defense in the league and rebuilt it mm-hmm. in uh short order it, it, it seems like that's what he's doing now, and, and I'm sure he's reveling in it. And, you know, I heard recently also about his – he's been talking to somebody and asking about uh, college defenses and what uh, – you know, looking for innovations out of there just to, to do new wrinkles for the, for the people that are facing him and think they got him figured out for, for running the same defense for year after year. So I think with new personnel and, and, and some depth at, at some positions – um, we, we have to wait and see what happens with the, the cornerback position. Hopefully all these guys is going to bring in. He can put together a, uh, a unit there that has some depth as well as uh, some top line players. But, uh, you know, regarding the offensive line, um, I, you know, that, that I, I think you kind of hit on it in, in the regards that they got guys who know the system. So they're going to put them in there. So things go smoothly in, uh, in this mini camp. You know, so that they can get up there and, and the offense can run and, and they can make plays. Because, you know, usually I say the offense can be better than the defense because the defense has got to, you know, or whoever's first, you know, when, when coming together. But I'm looking at it as that, you know, they wanted to be they're They only like running hour long practices. So I think they want them to be clean and not have to do all the teaching right there. They're going to they're going to say, OK, here's here's what we're doing. Yep. You know, these guys can demonstrate it. You guys got to go learn it. If you want to get in there and, and play uh, come training camp and, and regular season, then you, you've got to hit the books and, and, and figure this out. And so I, I think you'll see that change as they move forward. Um, because, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think Do- Dakota Dozier is, is your starting uh, left guard come come uh, the Cincinnati Bengals game. And uh, it, it's just a matter of, of practicality. For, for for you know to so the offense can start clicking and because they were the better team last year they're the team that that knew what or that said the better side of the ball they were the team that knew each other and played well and had some yep. success so so have them be like the litmus or not the litmus just have them be the the uh, uh, placebo is not the right word either but they're they're the solid side where and, and then you can see what you have on defense see how they react to what these guys are doing so rather than have a mishmash. And you're trying to to find out who's doing what. Do something that you know is go to something that you know is good or solid, and and generally have the right plays and, and don't have a lot of new personnel. And then then you can see what you got in defense. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But. You make a really good point though that I hadn't thought of, which is back in the day. I mean, I've gone to every training camp uh, in my entire life, save for uh, the 2005 camp after they traded Moss and they used to do two a days morning mm-hmm. break uh, afternoon they don't do that anymore uh, you know they don't therefore they don't have as much time mm-hmm. for what you're talking about so they have to go with continuity first efficiency exactly yeah you know and I think that that's exactly what they're doing now and I also think that Obviously, uh, you know they they have a lot of youth on this team. So any yep. sort of uh, veteran uh, leadership that they can put out there to show the ropes in any situation as the second young, youngest team 
uh, on average in the NFL they're going to use. But on the other side of it, you know, obviously, as you mentioned last week, the sooner they can get what they consider their starting five on the offensive line playing together, yeah, the, the better because they need to basically live together, eat together, you know, gel mm-hmm. and become this, you know, uh, homogenous unit of men. Because uh, I think, you know, again, they're going, they're going to go uh, as far as the off- offensive line is can take them. Uh, this season, barring injuries. But uh, going back to something that you mentioned that I hadn't heard was uh, about Zimmer looking at um, some college football stuff and looking for new wrinkles to his defense. And, uh, you know, I've said multiple times since the draft that I'm shedding the, 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 the wet blanket sort of panicky gut like my gut reaction is always the worst possible scenario you know and 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 i still have that it's not like i can just get rid of it and it just it harkens to me back to the eagles game in 2017 and then the start to the 2018 season when zimmer sort of added too many wrinkles and Mm. got you know guys were i think as he put it weren't really playing they weren't uh they were thinking too much they weren't they weren't playing yeah and, you know, I do think that this defense does have still enough talent and enough uh, veteran uh, uh, leadership and, and uh, a core that's still young enough but still has enough veterans for them to really still play the base Zimmer defense and be relatively good. That mm-hmm. having been said, you always have to progress in, in the NFL uh, especially now with these younger offensive-minded head coaches, so I'm not saying you should just keep doing the double a ga- double a gap blitz thing over and over again. But I do worry a little bit that you know Zimmer has you know the the reference that I've made a few times, uh, you know, like a shack behind his house, like the Russell Crowe Beautiful Mind movie with all the red <laughs> yarn connecting things, trying to create this perfect defense. But sometimes you can you know, kind of take it too far and it, it, it can backfire. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it is, again, really exciting to think about, you know, just that they were 7-9 and nine last year. Uh, they were a fringe playoff team. I mean, the Bears made the playoffs <coughs> at, what, 8-8? Eight and eight? and, yeah. and uh, I mean, they had the middle of that defensive line – was paper thin. I mean, the teams would just run the ball on them, and that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, Anthony Barr came out, and, and I think, you know, endeared himself at least to me more. And and the the way that I titled the article was a little clickbaity, which is not usually my style, uh, unless I'm uh, trying to uh, piss people off from Buffalo, New York. Uh, but it was basically, if you didn't like Barr, you will after reading this. And he essentially talked about why he took uh, the pay cut uh, this off season, uh, and you know basically how he knows this is his last season, so why take a pay cut? You know, he, and he said that he wanted to stay here because and, and take the pay cut because he didn't want like the fans' last memory of him to be him being injured and basically missing the majority of the season, and he wanted to come out and have like one final good season. Uh, wow. for, the, for, for the franchise that drafted him and that believed in him. And I thought that was incredibly noble, especially, I mean, and I'm not knocking the player empowerment movement at all. I think they should make as much money as possible, as quickly as possible, uh, you know, more than more so than any other sport. They're underpaid. Their, their contracts don't mean much. Uh, they risk their bodies and minds more than other sports. But, uh, you know, he basically took less money for that reason. And I just thought that was incredible. That's uh, that is nice to hear. I, I uh, w- what's the part about this being his last season? Because he doesn't think the Vikings will renew him. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially uh, the couple articles that I read about it when I was writing that article all said that this was his basic like it was uh uh, foregone conclusion that this was his swan song season. Um, and so I think that he was alluding also in his quote to saying like, you know, I wanted to, that not to be 
the last memory people had. But maybe people took it out of context, and he was just saying, if I hadn't taken that pay cut, they would have cut me, and then people would have had their last memory of me uh, being that. Um, and, and So he, he, he's going to still continue to play football, but just maybe not here. Is what, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, to- yeah, totally. I just think people, yeah, are, uh, uh, the writing's kind of on the wall in that regard. Mm-hmm. And, I th- uh, you know, I think a lot of people think he's overpaid. I, I mean, I-, I personally believe that if you put him in a 3-4, um, uh, a la, like, Khalil Mack, and, and let him do what he was kind of built to do and what he did in college and just rush the quarterback a lot more, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I could see him – being an absolute nightmare. Uh, he might but, want to, he might want to go to a team that does that before he he's done playing too to have that opportunity or before he's too old to be effective. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you know, I think that uh, you know he does a lot of stuff that he that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, and I think Zimmer loves him for that, and he asks a lot from Barr, but mm-hmm. I think he's you know primarily built to do what Khalil Mack does and. Uh, if he ended up on a team like that, he could be a complete nightmare. So uh, yeah. it would be nice to see him do that, you know, because I don't, I think, you know, a lot of Vikings fans uh, don't like him very much, to be completely honest with you, uh, from a, from a performance perspective. Yeah. And part of that is underperforming, but part of it is what you just said. Uh, he does a lot of things that don't show up on the stats. And, and, you know, Zimmer's always said that and certainly appreciated, like you mentioned, but uh, you know, no, nobody, in this day and age, who 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 speculates and talks and and wrings their hands about football pays attention to that. They they don't know that. A, a they might not even know it. B they you know if it's not in the stats column, how do you go back and find that out without watching every bit of tape he's done? So yep. uh, I I would agree with. Uh, I really like Anthony Barr. You know, I haven't been in the locker room and interviewed him in the past. And uh, he's a thoughtful guy, smart guy, quiet guy. Um, but uh, uh, to hear him say that and what you wrote about is uh, is really neat to hear. And, uh, you know, it, it heartens me to know that there's some players out there that, A, care about it, and, B, have put their money or took their money away from where their mouth is. Good for yeah. him. You know, that's pretty and cool. And he already so. did that once before by, you know. Staying uh, here. Yeah, you basically it was it was like announced he was on the Jets, then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he just wasn't. Um, which, you know, uh, it was great, but at the same time, it was the Jets, so it's kind of like saying, you know, you're going to move to, like, Gary, Indiana, and then all of a sudden you don't. Uh, there's there's other factors there. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's 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 exciting. I mean, I, I, it does freak me out a little bit. Anytime I get a little bit of hope in regards to actually making a run, I immediately get terrified. Uh, but, you know, I do think that, you know this team has a, a lot of of positive and if if that offensive line again it c- can come together if they can you know uh find a good kick and punt returner uh, a good wide receiver three you know AJ Mansoor from K fans has been writing for us and he wrote an article this week essentially uh saying that uh Larry Fitzgerald was in town and that the Vikings shouldn't let him leave. And, um, I mean, I, I, I personally would love to have him play a year for the Vikings. You know, I've said this a ton, but a lot some of these moves are just mo- motivated by me wanting the, to, the jersey to hang on my Vikings wall. And I think <laughs> having a Larry Fitzgerald purple, like a purple Fitz jersey would be great. Um, but I do also think that he, uh, you know, all the Vikings really need from their wide receiver three is a guy who can, you know, be reliable and, and maybe once every three games pick up a big third down conversion or a touchdown or something a la Jarius Wright a few years ago. Which um, he could do. Yeah. He, yeah, he totally could. But but at the same time, you know, I'm I'm pretty sold on uh, the, uh, the rookie uh, fifth rounder Amir uh, Smith-Marset who – uh, caught touchdown uh, a touchdown on like 12.5% of his catches in college despite the fact like not, none of the quarterbacks throwing him the ball ever broke the 60% completion uh, level uh, and he's, he's a speedster he's a playmaker 
Um, I'm trying to think of – there was a, a, a receiver, I think, in Cousins this first year here that, w- that he had played with in Washington who had, like, out of his first five catches, four touchdowns. Do you remember that? Yeah, I can't remember what the heck his name was, but he kind of kind of uh, faded away after that, right? Yeah, yeah I, I, but it was just like, wow, that's what I could, I could see, like, uh, Smith Marset being that guy. Um, Joe, but, quick, quickly, I have to – I'll go ahead, finish your no, thoughts. No, uh, yeah, that was kind of it. That's it, okay. I, I wanted to chime in real quick on Larry Fitzgerald because, you know, Prince of a guy, great for the community – He's one of us here, all these things. Um, you know, I'm not sure he has much left in the tank, but he could probably do what you're saying. But, you know, for one reason alone, I'd love to have him here. Not for the jersey. Just to see what it was like in the media room with his dad. <laughs> his dad. Oh, was- I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Imagine the questions if Larry Elson had have a big game in purple and his dad's, you know, uh, what, what, I don't know. I just it's a new dynamic that would be worth seeing. So you know. Yeah. Uh, doesn't he write for the the, the examiner? The spokesman. Mm. The spokesman in. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, that would that would be that would be incredibly uh, entertaining and interesting. I think uh, it would be. Eldrick so, Ro- Eldrick Robinson was the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that caught those touchdowns. Um, but I, yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, I also don't think um, you know Fitz would uh, require that much money. Uh, I think he would, you know, come here just kind of for like a home count, a hometown uh, discount well, sort of you thing. Know, then you should do it. I, what do they got? Like twelve million left under the cap, but they need some of that uh, for injuries throughout the season. But yep. uh, if he's willing to do that, Joe, and I don't know. Do you know that? I don't. I mean, he's a nice guy, but I. I I don't know if he's if if he wants to. He's had such a great career. Do you want to come back in front of the hometown fans and have this kind of uh, season that is really underwhelming? And the last memory, you know, speaking of what Barr said, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Good point. And you know, he's uh, very loyal to Arizona, and I think he would yeah. like to be a one-team guy, right? You, you know, uh, so there's that, and. Uh, you know, again, I think that uh, the Vikings have other options on the roster uh, that, uh, you know, and there's only so many balls to go around, too. I mean, exactly. I mean, are you concerned about their receiving core right now? I am not. Everybody talks about wide receiver three, and I just don't I just don't worry about it. I mean, I think Chad Beebe could 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 do what is needed there because they have such two great two really good top line receivers in, in Jefferson and, and Thielen. And then you've got a, a, a hell of a, or what's looking for a really, you know, emerging tight end receiving core. And, and these guys, all the backs can catch the ball out of the backfield. I, I don't, I'm not worried about throwing the ball for this squad. And that's been the hype um, in, in all the practices and in, in, in mini camp and stuff thus far is that BB's just been on fire and oh, there's, really? Wow. Yeah, there's been a lot of, like, uh, video, like, tweets uh, people are sending out saying, like, BB's just been, like, he's the answer. And But I have a feeling that we've heard that before. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just seems like every year BB's sort of, like, that's what everyone – it's going to be BB's year. Um, <laughs> and it just never really kind of materializes into anything but one thing that's strange to me is that you know i i know why people are still fixated on the wide receiver three thing uh because they were looking for one for so long uh and and you know then when uh bc johnson became the wide receiver two he was sort of mediocre but we were used to treadwell being so terrible that people kind of elevated him to yeah. a level that i don't think he really deserved but he just then all of a sudden disappeared I, and it's not it's not as if he was atrocious like yeah. i just don't think he was that good but i thought he was very serviceable and run of the mill and he could do everything that i mentioned earlier you know 
pick up a yeah. first down if you need it, catch the ball from time to time. And it just seems like he is gone. You know, no one talks about him anymore. Um, so on yeah, and so forth. I, I, so it, it's kind of weird. The mental ship has kind of sailed on him. I mean, you know, people don't aren't saying, BC! I remember typing that at one point when he made a great play. Or uh, Ola Beast, yeah, Beastie, everyone was calling him. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, I, there's somebody in that, at TCO Performance Center, that uh, likes Chad Beebe. You know, he when he's healthy, he's gotten the opportunities, and he has has performed to a degree. You know, he has, uh, he, he's not, he doesn't have the body, he doesn't have the, probably the speed, but he certainly has the quickness and he's got the hands and maybe that's what they're looking for in that because they keep running him out there year after he keeps making the team, you know, and he kind of fulfills that Jarius Wright role and yeah. gets those. So I, I, maybe you got to beat out him and if BC can't do that, if, if that isn't his skill set, then that's probably why he's not getting chances. I don't know, but it, it, it's clear to me that somebody on that team in the, in the uh, personnel department loves uh, Chad Beebe because he's still there. What is, what are you, what is your stuff available too, Joe? If just in case, you know. Mobo. Any, any interested in Mobo? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, all I have to say is that feeling better just watches back. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, Don't be making the DLers, the, the the Detroit Lakers, mad at us now. <laughs> oh God! I didn't, I didn't think about that. Man, I'm I'm lucky. I'm you have to use a fob like six times to get up to my apartment. Otherwise, I'd be in trouble. Um, what it, it seems like to me, uh, there's this increasing amount of hate for the Vikings uniforms, and hmm. that pe- people want them to change them. And I, uh, I have never been a huge fan of changing uniforms, especially the classic. In, you know, every the twice a decade, you know, uh, I hated the early Wolf era, sort of the Brett Favre ones, you know, uh, those, uh, the, 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 they looked very arena football-y to me. Um, my favorites, obviously, are the ones I grew up on. I'm sure that's what everybody says, but I mean, where are you on what you, uh, on the, the jerseys? Because honestly, I like, outside of the ones... I grew up on the classic ones. I mean, these are the best. They're much better than what we had before. You know, Joe, I don't even care. I, I You probably knew that was coming because I'm old school in that regard, and, and I like the classic uniforms. Um, and, and I don't know when this changed, but I know it changed, you know, from a money standpoint, you know, decades ago where, oh, we got to get different uniforms so that we can sell more merchandise. And, um, and now everybody that's crabbing about the Vikings uniform wants – once, uh, you know, they, they just look across here, across there and see the other teams doing it. And so they, they want that excitement. You know, they want to buy a new jersey or whatever it is. That's not for me. I'm, I'm more concerned about what's inside the jersey. But uh, I did like the, the matte helmets when they had those for a while. I don't know if they still do. I thought those were pretty cool. I think they still do. And um, but that's a subtle change, you know. If they ever get if they ever get rid of the Vikings logo, I'm done with them. I mean that, that that's as far as I go. The, those those horns the, on the side of the helmets, oh. I think they're classic. And and nobody, you know, I mean, so many teams don't have really good logos. The Vikings are one of them. You know, I've heard people from other teams just say that. Oh, that that's one of those classic things because, you know, it's. I don't know why. Maybe it's just it's been around so long. But I mean, you don't see some of the great franchises changing willy-nilly all the time. I mean, how many Thank different uniforms have the Packers had? You know, the Bears, uh, the Bears. Uh, you know, the Steelers. You know, there there's a reason why. And um, the, the Vikings still probably want to harken back to the '70s to a degree when they were really dominant and they were you know one of the best teams in the league. Um, so. I don't care. I, I, I kind of like, I think it's fun to have that Thursday night purple rush thing. I've always, I, I really did like the, the, them bringing back the purple pants for the team a, a few years ago Me too. because I had those as a kid and I always thought that was a great look. So I really liked that. Um, and the, the purple rush thing is fun. I thought, well, good. Maybe that will satisfy people. They got something else to buy. And, and I think it is, you know, to, to, for some of the fans, but 
you know, to change it again, I, I just don't get it. I, 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 I would on I want to see them win a Super Bowl in their classic Vikings uniforms. God darn it. I think you're right though. Like I've always kind of wondered if I would believe this, if I wasn't a Vikings fan, but I do think that of every NFL franchise, the Vikings helmets are the best. Yeah. You know, they represent the team. They, they, they make sense. They're super cool looking, you know, exactly. So any changes like that, it, it just seems like, only bad franchises make those changes because they need a reason to sell jerseys and they can't sell jerseys otherwise because they're not good. Correct. You know, and so just stop messing with things. I don't even think the Lions have changed theirs much. That's and a good point. And they're they haven't. Not, they're not good. So, you know, just <laughs> stop messing with what we have, you know, and, and you know, we're a top five regular season franchise, so we shouldn't have to change that often. Um, Joe, I, I don't know where you are as far as this goes, but, you know, when I see logos, I mean, I used to collect baseball cards a little bit when I was a kid, and or my brother really did, and I, I would look at them, you know, and and see these old logos. They have they imprinted on my brain so that when I would see them nowadays, I would get this little, of you know, this, this little feeling of nostalgia or something that you get this little rush yeah. you know, that, that takes you back, and... Just by looking at that logo, and I say, oh, God, these things are powerful, you know. And to to change them completely, and we've seen some really bad iterations of different logos and such, and, you know, it, uh, it, it just seems wrong because that, to me, is so cool that you can get – you can look at something, whether it be the uniforms or, or the logos, and just get this, this little momentary uh, – feeling of nostalgia it's, it's really cool it it, it it shows you how powerful branding and logos and such yep. are so so if you changed it every two three years you know you, you're certainly not going to get that you know you're just going to get a lot of people saying oh we got another uniform to throw back to well that, that does nothing for me exactly um yeah you're not wrong um yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and, and I think what they have now works well. I, I think it, it looks fine. I think you're right. I, I, the purple pants, I think, are really cool. I wasn't used to those growing up, um, and I, they still roll those out from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I don't think they win very much when they wear them, though. Unfortunately, yeah, like those are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it just it seems like something, you know, every time I write an article about it or I'll show, like, you know, these graphic design people that create, you know, different versions of helmets or whatever. Some of them are kind of cool, but uh, you don't need to mess with with, um, with perfection. Damn right. Uh, speaking of the Packers, though, you, you, um, you wrote a, a, a great article about uh, Aaron Rodgers this week uh, that – uh, it's on Purple PTSD right now. It'll be on Vikings territory by the time this show airs on uh, KDLM um, tonight at, from 7 to like 7.45. Uh, but if you wanted to kind of explain um, your uh, your piece <laughs> uh, there. Well, it's a little embarrassing because, uh, you know, it started last week when we, uh, you and I and and Sally uh, talked about um, Aaron Rodgers and his hissy fit and such. And you guys took the tack of, of uh, they mishandled him and uh, uh, but the management mishandled how to, you know, by not telling him they were going to draft a quarterback. And, and I took the opposite side, uh, uh, A, because it makes good uh, uh, radio and B, because that's what I believe. I, I think that uh, uh, and and the article I, yeah, you wrote. You, you mentioned that in an article you wrote about it with some new information, and you mentioned that I disagreed, and I just said, well, my, my take is a little more nuanced than that, so I, I came out and thin-skinned. I'm, I'm as thin-skinned as uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is. And came up <laughs> so, After uh, drinking a bottle of tequila as well. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I just kind of laid out my reasoning behind it, you know, and I, uh, I, I just... 
you know, I, I, you can go back and read it. And some of it we talked about it last week, so I don't want to belabor too much. But it's it, it comes down to, you know, uh, Aaron, you know, get over it and go play football. And that's what I think he's going to do because, you know, right now he's just he's just he's really messing with his team. You know, if in fact he does think he's going to come back and play despite because he doesn't have any. Uh, that old line from uh, 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 Seinfeld, he doesn't have enough hand in this situation. He doesn't have, enough, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, he's he's behind the eight ball, kind of like uh, uh, Daniil Hunter was. You know, they had yeah. to find out first if he had a, a, a healthy neck before they can then redo and, it. And they, they're not, if they traded him, they'd end up paying like almost $40 million for him to play elsewhere. They're not going to do that. No, they're not. And, you know, they're going to try whatever they can to get him in here and, and get him happy. And, and, you know, and right now, is, is, is this, uh, is this uh, the petulant Aaron Rodgers just trying to, you know, mess with Gutekunst because he doesn't like him and he's, he's, he's pissed off? I mean, he's, he's, he seems to be really uh, a guy who, who lives by the feud, as they say in the movie Outlaw Josie Wales, that if, uh, if you know, if, if, if you've done me wrong, I'm going to get you back somehow or else, like our, our former president is, likes to do. But uh, um, I, I just think, you know, you know, you're not going to want, you know, he's not going to sit for a year. I, I, I believe I just don't see it happening. I love the fact that this is happening and it's disruptive and what have you. But as I mentioned in the piece, Maybe that isn't so good because we saw what he did last year when he came back and got pissed off. He won the MVP. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, it's to me, it's it's a lot of offseason uh, drama at this point. I mean, this they, they don't seem to be getting down and, and and trying to hammer this out. They keep they keep uh, airing it out in the press, you know, yeah. which seems to be uh Aaron Rodgers deal. I mean, you know, the whole relax thing and then the whole purple crush thing. I mean, he likes to have play his little games in the media and here, here now he's, he's uh, uh, doing this. And even to the point where he's got his star receiver, Devonte Adams thinking about, well, you know, if he's not happy, I don't know if I'm, if you're not going to be around, I don't know if I'm going to be around. That's bad. Yeah. Stop doing that to your team. Or in other words, keep doing that to your team. <laughs> Yeah, it does feel different from last year. You know, I, I mean, last year the chip on his shoulder also came from internal, yeah, internal motivations or slights that he he was upset about. He was mad at the team, so it's it is similar in that way. But it also kind of feels a lot more, as you just mentioned, disruptive. And, um, like, you know, I just don't see him, like, having the same sort of, like, I'm gonna, it's hard for me to explain it, but last year I think he wanted to prove the team wrong for drafting Jordan Love, and then Mm -hmm. this year I think he's just so upset about not just the Jordan Love thing, but not being involved in other decisions and basically hating uh, everyone that's in charge of the team from the coaches up to the general manager to the management. Uh, And I I just can't really foresee that manifesting into him having this great year because it is just such a much more disruptive, uh, much more publicly dirty laundry being aired situation, you know, where – it, it it's becoming more like I said each week it it, it feels like it, it it gets worse and you would think that it's that they would the the powers that that be in Green Bay would be doing everything in their power to make it get better but it it just seems like both sides aren't willing to really move an inch and they, you know again they can't they can't trade him they they can't justify paying that amount of his salary. Who knows? I mean, he's, you know, either I can't remember if he's engaged or did, already married, but, uh, you know, his fiance and or wife uh, is a famous actress who has a lot of money, you know, so if he doesn't care about, you know, legacy and and numbers, you know, he I'm sure financially he, he can justify not playing for a year or whatever. Um, and I'm sure, you know, he already knows that he can't break a lot of records because he sat behind fire for so long. Um, but who knows? I mean, you know, I, I don't want to 
you know, say certain things about his family and how they don't get along. But it, you know, there seems to be a through line in regards to his the way yeah, that he point. handles situations and uh, interpersonal communication and relationships that, um, you know, don't uh, seem to work out that great. And you know, and you can tell, um, you know, either people who uh, either are in the wrong in those situations or have had a lot of trauma. Uh, or bad experiences with people. I mean, I'll be fully honest. Um, you know, a lot of my motivation coming out of college and even in building this network came from, you know, uh, a lot of sort of traumatic personal situations where I wanted to uh, do as well as possible to show people that uh i was of value you know what i mean it was a mm -hmm. very it was very important to me to be successful disproportionately so <laughs> so people might hear about it and say oh hey maybe i shouldn't have broke that guy's heart because he clearly is a you know a successful good guy you know mm -hmm. uh and and that's not a healthy uh, reason to get up every single day and work, you know what I mean? Um, no, so, so I, I can, you know, and I'm not implying that I understand where his motivations come from, but you can see part of that, and and so. Oh, um, absolutely, George. You said in your story uh, about it, you said he's splitting the fan base, and why would you want to stand between the fan base and your your organization? I, I don't get that. I mean, this week on Twitter, he was on line. Uh, on a on uh, there was a little thing on him with Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady and uh, I want to say I can't remember who the fourth guy is Charles Barkley I don't think so but they're going to do one of those match play things in golf and they were promoting it well Aaron Rodgers is wearing a shirt that says I'm offended you know so he's just he's continuing to do it again and and uh, uh, for some reason to, to to keep the feud going and I, yeah. I, I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's very – I mean, it's different, but it, it has – it reminds me a little bit of, of Diggs. Um, yes. You know, it's what, – what people that uh, – in Buffalo that, that get really angry when I write about Diggs uh, don't seem to understand is that, you know, Diggs got what he wanted, but he keeps at every opportunity – bashing the the vikings and its fan base you know and it's like if he is this matured person uh as they say you know which i my my response always is when is anyone in in human history who's been rewarded handsomely for bad behavior changed that behavior you know <laughs> it doesn't make any sense um but you know if he got everything he wanted and he's a happy guy and and so on and so forth, why is he still bashing the Vikings? Just move on, you know. It, but he can't do that, uh, and that's just the way his personality works. I mean, even the people that are in his corner in that ESPN article said, you know, uh, Diggs will be your best friend, but if you cross him or if he feels that you betray him, he will basically destroy you. And that's not the something, you know, like if I was applying for a high level job and I put you down as a reference and that's what you told them when they called you, did, I, <laughs> did you think I would get that job? No, of course not. Uh, you know, and there's, so again, some people can use things like that to motivate themselves and they can use it to motivate themselves at the highest level and Diggs and Rogers perform at the highest of levels. And you have to dig deep, and, and it's a very public job, and it, it's a lot of pressure, and I understand that. Um, but, you know, Rogers has always just had this demeanor of a petulant child, even in the best of times. And it just seems like, yeah, you know, uh, yep. I would love to, you know, just, just see him be the, the full-time replacement of the host of Jeopardy and see him like get into some weird feud with the judges, judges there, <laughs> you know, just get very angry that, uh, that, uh, they don't agree with, uh, 
with uh, his take on things. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I mean, it is, it is, it is very, 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 very gratifying as a Vikings fan. I was a little surprised, <laughs> and and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, I I am kind of a little fuzzy as to whether it was you or Sally or both. But I had mentioned last week when we talked about this that uh, I would take Rodgers in 2022 just to have that jersey. Yet again, my jersey motivation. Yes, you did say that, yes. And I think Sally said she wouldn't. And I can't remember if you said you would want Rodgers on the team or not, but I think you said no too. And, uh, you know, I I think that Rodgers – is a better quarterback than Favre was. I think he's more talented. I think he makes less mistakes. Agreed. Um, you know, I, uh, but, uh, I also, I guess, am a little surprised by the amount of Vikings fans that wouldn't want him on the team. Uh, when, I mean, growing up, I, I will say I could not stand Brett Favre. I could not stand hearing Madden talk about how, much fun he was having and how he was a little kid out there and all that sort of thing. And just, you know, his, the, the, always the, his ability to, uh, you know, the Vikings be, would be winning the whole game. Then we'd go into the prevent defense for some reason. And then he'd always march down the field and win. And it was just like, God, I can't stand that guy. But the second I heard he was coming, I was at, I, I mean, I, I worked in an office probably, 10 minutes I was on the same frontage road that led right to Winter Park and I was there every, you know the entire time that every time I would go on Reddit and hear that the rumor was that he was at the airport and the plane landed from Hattiesburg I would risk my uh, employment and take a, a vacation day and just be like nope bye um and and I completely did a 180 and I was like yeah I've always hated him but I I'd love to have him on the team. I thought he was the key to winning a Super Bowl. Uh, I was almost right. Um, not as a, I'm not acting like I was alone in that uh, thought process. No. But, uh, no. you know, I think Rodgers... Pieces are in place. You know, I think Rodgers... Um, if we the Vikings had Rodgers in 28... Well, if the Vikings had Rodgers in 2017, they would have won the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know about 2018 because the defense wasn't as good as it, as it had been. Um, I also think Rodgers... Maybe pick, people are picking up on this a little bit more, but his record in the NF, in NFC Championship games is not great. Uh, but I'm just, uh, I guess, a little surprised that people uh, wouldn't want him on the team. Um. I would, uh, you know, I was, I was all in on Favre because, and here's the reason why. I, I, I hated getting beat by him all those years, but I liked the way he played the game. I liked the way he knew that he was playing it because he loved to play football. He wasn't playing it for Brett Favre. He was praying to win and to just have gas and just beat the guy across the, t- the league. I just, he just brought joy to the game for anybody that watched him. You know, and I'm maybe because I'm from Madden's it, it, it vintage that has something to do with it. Maybe it's a throwback to when they played for the love, but more than the money for it. Now, Rogers is that got a different personality, a different demeanor. He's got that kind of petulant child to him. He's got that, um, you know, he was he was slighted. So until you know, it's always about proving everybody wrong. You know, he's still. Uh, bitter about being passed over to number twenty four in, in in his original draft. But and, look how Brady handled it versus how he handles it. Yes, I mean exactly. So that that's why I would not. I his personality is why I'm not sure I want to go down that. Oh my God, we need a Packers quarterback in order for us to win a Super Bowl. Um, I was I was I accepted it with Favre just because I wanted one so bad and I liked him. I don't know if I could get there. You know, I, 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 I think it would be exciting from, from a Viking standpoint, and it would be kind of fun to see someone who is so uh, lives by the feud would go after his old team, even yeah. worse than Favre did. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. There's, you know, I might have to take a shower after. You know, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. So that, yeah. I just, that, that's where I'm at. And I, I get you, you know, from a pure football standpoint, I want a Super Bowl bring him in you know but you know no no offense keep your freaking attitude at the door dude just go play football and and uh you know i don't know 
well, it, big, it's, uh, a, it's a different thing. It's a a different big thing. part of the far thing for me was that I knew it would really bother Packers fans. Yeah. And I and I and I think you're right. I think a lot of Packers fans are over Rodgers right now, and I don't think this it would be the like same. It. You know what no. I mean? So no. there, that wouldn't be as fun. I mean, the first thing I did was buy a shirt of it was like a cartoon drawing of uh, Favre peeing on the state of Wisconsin, and uh, I still have that. I it's framed. That, sure, <laughs> Joe. If he came, if he came in and 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 they and and Rodgers won a Super Bowl here, and Cousins had to go. Oh my God! You could never say Big Ten in this house and this podcast again. I know, and I also, you know, there's that. Then you'd probably have the angle of Packers fans being like, you couldn't. The only reason you won was because of us. Yes, uh, they love. Yeah. You know, but they would always find an angle, regardless. You know. Oh, they had definitely had that one teed up in the fired days if that would have happened. But you know, the other thing that's always amazed me, I had how many people tell me he'll he'll break your heart. I go. No, he won't. He's done that. He's learned. Well, he broke our heart. He, he, he did something, something very bad. <laughs> broke our heart. This isn't but. Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. <laughs> Maybe one of the best quotes of all time. Uh, well, that's a good place to put a pin in it. I want to um, remind. Actually, just let everybody know to keep an eye out on Vikings territory and Purple PTSD. In the next week, we're going to be rolling out a really cool sort of uh, uh, partnership with Paul Charchian, the fantasy football godfather uh, from from KFan, the guy who started basically the first fantasy football website ever in Fanball. Uh, now he has a new fantasy football uh, company and website called um, uh, guillotineleagues.com where essentially uh, every, you're in a league of 18 people, and each week every team competes against every other team, and the lowest scoring team of that week gets cut for the entire season, and then their uh, players go onto the waiver wire, and we've, we uh, are partnering with them to have 12 different leagues. Each league has either a fantasy football quote-unquote expert, a former Vikings or NFL player, a uh, journalist uh, of note. And so uh, we're going to be announcing that, and we're looking for people who consider themselves to be fantasy football experts. Uh, and you'll be able to go up against guys like me, like Mr. Oberly here, uh, Matt Burke, AJ Mansoor from KFan, Bob Sansevier, Mike Wabi Wabshaw, so on and so forth, and uh, win a lot of money uh, if you win your league. So we'll have more details about that next week. We're really excited to be partnered with Guillotine Leagues and uh, uh, with Mr. Charchi. And so keep an eye out for that. Uh, we'll probably have a couple articles about that between uh, tonight's show and next week. And uh, beyond that, we have some some other really cool news uh, kind of coming up in the next couple weeks. Uh, the UFTA app is is getting closer to completion, and so that's really exciting. And so uh, we're just uh, really looking forward to the off season. And, and by the time by the time the season starts, we'll have a really cool place for everyone to come together and, and get all their Vikings and Minnesota sports news and, and be able to talk about it essentially in every way known to man. And so uh, I want to, again, thank everybody for their support of this show and of the websites uh, because we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys, and it really actually means a tremendous amount uh, to us that uh, you guys support what we do. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, this has been the Vikings Territory Breakdown for the 16th of June, 2021. Our cars will break down, and when they do, the repair bill can be devastating. Not anymore. You need Protect My Car, whether it's a car, truck, or SUV. You can stop paying expensive repair bills. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now to see if you could qualify. Just tell us the make and model and get an instant quote right over the phone and get coverage today. For cars between 2008 and newer, expensive repairs for the engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now before your next repair bill hits. For total protection of your car, 
truck or SUV and less repair bills, plus free oil changes, free tire rotations, and free roadside assistance. Just call 800-392-8795 now. Protect your car and your wallet. Call 800-392-8795. Paid for by Protect My Car. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Our cars will break down, and when they do, the repair bill can be devastating. Not anymore. You need Protect My Car, whether it's a car, truck, or SUV. You can stop paying expensive repair bills. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now to see if you could qualify. Just tell us the make and model and get an instant quote right over the phone and get coverage today. For cars between 2008 and newer, expensive repairs for the engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Call Protect My Car at 800-392-8795 now before your next repair bill hits. For total protection of your car, truck or SUV and less repair bills plus free oil changes, free tire rotations and free roadside assistance. Just call 800-392-8795 now. Protect your car and your wallet. Call 800-392-8795. Paid for by Protect My Car. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary.